0: This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.
1: Welcome to a recap of our latest Ask the MD video. Tune in as a movement disorder specialist at the Michael J. Fox Foundation answers your questions about Parkinson's research and care. Learn more about living well with Parkinson's disease. Free resources like this podcast are always available at MichaelJFox.org. Welcome to Ask the MD In Conversation, where I talk with community members about their perspectives on different topics in Parkinson's. For this edition, I sat down with Jeff Kiefer, a board member of the Michael J. Fox Foundation, to discuss his experience living with Parkinson's and the foundation's role in speeding new treatments and a cure. Jeff, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you, Rachel, it's my pleasure.
1: So let's start by talking about Parkinson's. As you know, Parkinson's is very individualized. Everybody has different symptoms, a different course. Tell us a little bit about what your experience with Parkinson's has been like.
0: Well, I was diagnosed in the 2007, so I've had Parkinson's for 13 years now. I'm very, very fortunate in that it uh, has been a very slow progression and the medications available uh, have worked fine, uh, in fact, very well. Recently, uh, the, uh, the medications, I've had some issues with uh, the up and down on off times uh, that are not untypical. They're not, everyone doesn't have them, but they're not untypical for that uh, number of years that I've uh, taken the, the drugs. Uh, fortunately, there are new drugs that are available that have helped me uh, take care of that, uh, that situation.
1: So I want to talk about your on and off times. And I also want to talk about the new drugs, but let's start with on and off. Not everybody will know what those are. So on is when your medications are working pretty well and controlling your symptoms. Off is when your symptoms come back because your medications aren't working as well. And that can be gradually before the next dose of medication is due or suddenly and unpredictably. What were your off periods like?
0: Well, my off periods, just as you said we're predictable yet unpredictable <laughs> at the same time uh, and i usually know when one's coming along uh, i become uh, i call it it's my zombie state mm. my my tremor returns uh, some of the other symptoms including i'm not as quick uh, uh, thinking i'm more apathetic it's those kinds of things that, that come when i have a down down period
1: and make it hard to get through your day
0: they make it hard to get through your day because uh, sometimes it's very difficult to get back to that on mm-hmm. uh, state uh, once once I'm I fall off that uh, that curve yes mm-hmm.
1: and these don't happen to the same extent or to the same significance in, in everybody but as Parkinson's progresses they can happen and so when you started to experience these tell me how you worked with your doctor to get to a different combination of medications that worked for you and get through that plateau for you.
0: Well, as you know, you know, with, if you have Parkinson's, you really are in partnership with your doctor. It's a disease that's uh, really observational. So you have to communicate well what you're feeling and how you're feeling. They have to listen and a dialogue has to occur to make sure that uh, you get the right combination of things. In my case, uh, we had that discussion and I described those off periods and the on periods. And uh, the first thing we tried is the new extended release uh, uh, dopamine uh, uh, retari. And uh, after a period of time of working with the dosage, started out with the recommended dosage, uh, we increased it a bit, and uh, I got to the place where I needed to be, which returned me to uh, almost where I was before I started to have these on-off periods.
1: And you took some other medications as well. Eventually there was a little bit more finagling that you had to do to get to the the right combination for you.
0: Yes, there was uh, actually two more that I added uh, to that suite. One was the extended release of mantadine. I was on the r- regular Mantadine. I believe the name is Gokoviri. Uh, Gokoviri. Go, go yep. And uh, the, the other one was Ambresia, the new inhaler, rescue inhaler, that is now available. So I use all three of those. Uh, are, the, are the new things that I, I'm using today.
1: So just as you said, Rytari is, as you mentioned, that newer formulation of levodopa that's an extended release. Gokovri is an extended formulation of amantadine that helps with dyskinesia, those uncontrolled involuntary movements that can happen with Parkinson's. And Imbregia is a newer formulation of levodopa that comes in an inhaler and can be used as needed if your off periods come on suddenly or unpredictably between your medication doses but again because I know everybody says what are you taking how are you doing so well it's important to work with your doctor to find the right combination of medications for you and for your symptoms
0: absolutely right Uh, you know the the all of those we dialed in a little bit I'll call it separately so that the the existing new medication we had a chance to understand what it would do and what it wouldn't do and what what was left we had to do And the combination of the three as I said Uh, now have returned me to where I was, maybe closer to where I was when I first was diagnosed with the uh, condition.
1: That's fantastic. So as someone who's benefiting from new drugs, who's a person living with Parkinson's, but also engaged with the Michael J. Fox Foundation on several levels, you were on our patient council, on the board, you were chairman of the board for a while. How do you see this? What's your perspective on drug development and the foundation's role in it?
0: Well, first of all, let me just say, it's been an honor to be with and and to serve the foundation, uh, really the chance of a lifetime for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here's in a nutshell, how I kind of look at it is, is that we're all looking for that disease modifying drug, the thing that will either stop or slow this thing down and, uh, and and help us return to the way we were without any medication would be obviously mm-hmm. the hope a cure. Uh, but until that time, these new compounds to a certain extent, and for me, I'm, again, fortunate, have allowed me to get back to pretty much a, a normal, I can do the things I uh, love to do, and, uh, and have allowed me to do that while we continue to wait uh, for those disease-modifying drugs. And believe me, I'm an optimist. I think they are going to come, and I do in large part to the foundation, are the, as are these first three uh, things that we have that have come down the pipeline to help patients.
1: And I think that's so important to point out that as we're so focused on a cure, on closing our doors, we're also at the same time focused on making people's lives better today. And so we did fund early development of imbresia, over a million dollars on early stage clinical trials there. We funded scales to measure dyskinesia, to help enable the development of gocovery. And these drugs are are helping people today. There are a lot of benefits to them.
0: I think that uh, the impact is related to people and our capability. And I've seen us strengthen that capability over the uh, last, uh, really, 10 years, if you will. And that is uh, uh, really getting people uh, in a position with the skills and capabilities to help choose that broader way of programs, but still the ones that have the pro- highest probability of success. And then I think the other thing is, is we're getting much better at holding people accountable for delivering results and making sure that the money we're spending is gonna yield the highest possible probability of a positive result. And it falls both in the area of drugs for today that help with the symptoms and for drugs for the future for drug modifying uh, compounds.
1: One area where the foundation has played a pretty significant role is with biomarkers or these objective measures to diagnose or monitor progression of Parkinson's disease. And this is with PPMI, the Parkinson's Progression Markers Initiative, our landmark study that's been ongoing for 10 years that follows over 1,400 people with and without Parkinson's to try to find a biomarker. You have a, an opinion on this. Tell me more about your thoughts on on biomarkers and why they're so important.
0: Well, I think it's uh, really common sense and pretty straightforward, <laughs> which is Uh, If you want to find a a cure, you need to be able to first tell whether a person has a condition or not, Uh, and you need to be able to judge the effectiveness of a uh, compound in in modifying that condition. So I think the biomarker is the key. It will allow us then to say, yes, you have Parkinson's, and it will allow us then to potentially have prevention uh, treatment. It'll allow us to uh, be able to uh, measure progress of the treatment as, uh, as people take it. So I think it's critical that we have that kind of, uh, of uh, marker to be able to, to judge progress.
1: So not only would it speed research, it would also help care, help us have a way to actually diagnose and potentially monitor progression of someone's disease. And
0: of course, as a patient, that's kind of my first priority, which is, is what's gonna help hmm. the patient community, what's gonna help me to be selfish, hmm. uh, uh, hopefully live a longer, better life.
1: So i'll pose to you a question that gets posed to me all the time how close do you think we are to a cure
0: well that's a hard question <laughs> rachel and and uh but but i believe that there's enough in the pipeline now that we are very close it's hard to put a timeline on it exactly but i work for a science company for many years and have seen things come to fruition through a long research process and i think we've got enough things in the pipeline now that we're within years not decades of, a, of an answer to this question. Uh, we're all anxious for it, but I think the view is very optimistic that we will have one soon.
1: A robust and diverse pipeline with lots to be hopeful about.
0: Absolutely right.
1: Thank you so much for telling us about the recently approved drugs that helped you and for telling us about the Foundation's role in speeding drug development and a cure.
0: Thank you, it's been my honor.
1: You can learn more about recently approved drugs how to talk to your doctor about which may be right for you, and the foundation's work in drug development by visiting our website. Thanks for listening. Looking for a specific topic not covered in today's episode? All Ask the MD blogs and videos are available for free at michaeljfox.org.
0: This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.